Check one, two. Check three, four. Five, six. Seven, eight. Nine, ten. Oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't remember my numbers. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> Welcome to Will and Jace. A Frasier podcast? Seemed like question this week. I'm doing different things with the emphasis. I'm playing with it. Did, having or, fun. Or more likely, did you forget the name of our podcast again? Welcome to Will and Jace. A Frasier. A Frasier <laughs> pod. If you're still listening, uh, this week we're doing Breaking the Ice, an episode from season two of Frasier, episode 20 to Look be exact. Yep. I wrote it down. You wrote it down. I trust you now. I wrote it down with my quill. <laughs> And ink. I believe that you have that and would do that. I do have a quill and some some wax to to press the letters closed. Oh yeah, that is the thing. How else are you, you gonna seal. press letters closed, Will? <laughs> I don't know. Give me one way. You sit on it. You had a prediction last week of what this episode would be about. Ooh. Here's yeah. what you had to say. Alright, so it's about small talk. And Martin has one of his poker nights, and Fraser tries to make small talk with Martin's friends and just cannot do it. He cannot start a conversation with the, the working class. So Martin teaches Frazier the art of small talk. Small talk? Well, I need to take the titles more literally because usually if it's just like, fly me to the moon, it's like Frazier and Niles get a pilot's license or something. So is that one? So I need to try and... <laughs> Be a little more literal with the titles. Yeah, so breaking the ice, you know, could be something in conversation. This was literally breaking ice. Yeah, ice fishing. And fishing in it. Under it? Through it. It was a lean-to. Here's a quick synopsis. Bring it. Of this episode, what it was all about. Beginning of this episode, they're at the radio station. Roz admits that she told someone that she loved him. Frazier says, oh, my dad's never said that to me. And then throughout the episode, it's kind of a recurring theme that Martin says, I love you, but not to Frazier or Niles. Martin is set to go on an ice fishing trip with Duke, his good friend Duke. You remember Dukes. We hardly knew ye. And Duke cancels, unfortunately. Martin was really looking forward to the trip. So he asks Frazier or Niles to go with him instead. Frazier guffaws at the idea. Huh. And Niles, when hearing uh, that Daphne thinks that fishing is manly, says, I'll go! Uh, and uh, then Frazier gets jealous and ends up going as well. So they go to a lean-to and ice fish. Uh, and then they lose their keys to the hotel room and they get kind of drunk in the, the, the lean-to. And eventually they have a conversation about love and what it means and how to say it and Martin says he loves Niles and Frazier then a cop comes cop like you or can't park be ranger here over the night, which or something why yeah, I don't know because you can freeze to death I guess I guess yeah I don't know and that's the end of the episode well at the it end of the nice. episode they bring home some fish for yes. Daphne and Niles only has a little one but still gets a kiss which Aww. is worth $400 to him. It is. We've already calculated oh, that yeah. from past He's, episodes we have the exact amount but I think it was more this time if we count everything he spent at REI for all of his gear. I think I'm going to start with the question that's on everyone's mind. My mind, our listener's mind, my dog's mind. Oh, yeah. I can see it in her eyes. Have you ever been ice fishing? I have never been ice fishing. Any interest? Fishing. Yes, actually. I wrote down that Martin's fishing trip sounds really fun. I agree. I have never been ice fishing either. My sister lives in Wisconsin, and when I went to visit last time, I was she was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, ice fishing. Yeah. And she kind of laughed, and then I got there and realized that she didn't think I was serious. I 
want to ice fish. I want to ice fish. I really do. Granted, I went there in the summer. Okay. That's part of it. It's tougher yeah. to do, but I do want to ice fish. I've never been. Yeah. But it seems like something that's the thing I enjoy about fishing most. I'm not like one of those like fly fishermen, like they, they can like wade out there mm-hmm. and, you know, use this certain type of lure and dances it in the water yeah. to get the fish. I'm more of a, you know, crack a beer and sit on the shore and hope to catch something. Kind I use of a, a bow and arrow. You, <laughs> I use my bare hands. Yeah. I strangle the fish to death. <laughs> I use a, a war bow and just point it for standing statue still for hours and release only at the proper time. <laughs> but it seems like ice fishing would yeah, be right up my alley. Absolutely. Just, just drink and let your thing in there and drink enough you don't freeze to death. Exactly. So... That is me as well. I'm down. Should we do a Will and Jace travel adventure where we, <laughs> where we start reenacting some Fraser episodes? Welcome to Will and Jace. This <laughs> seemed like such a good idea. <laughs> I don't know why we brought all the recording equipment. Everyone said this is a bad <laughs> idea. Oh, we didn't listen. We didn't listen. So the episode <laughs> starts out with Roz telling someone that she loves them. Accidents happen. Little little ear nibble. It's a little. She wanted to say I love this, but she accidentally said I love you. I got I got nothing to nothing really there. add to that. There. Yeah, but but yes, that is what happens. Fraser says it's when you're the most vulnerable, and she says when someone says that by accident, you should say it back just to be polite. Which I agree with. You, don't I, leave them hanging. That's true, unless unless you distinctly don't. Yes. Yeah, if you're somewhere in the middle, you should at least be polite. Like, yeah, I love you too. Yeah, you can do the I love ya. I love ya. That's I a safe. Yeah. Is there a difference to you between I love ya and I love you? No, but I understand the sentiment. Okay. I think there is a difference. I'm probably more likely to say I love ya to my dog. Mm. I'm more likely to say I love you to your dog. <laughs> that is the deepest love that I have. She's a very good She's girl. Shivering. She's shivering. She's so good. cold. She's a good dog. She's a little chihuahua made of Oreos. Apparently, it's bad luck to clean your tackle box. That is that real? I don't know if that's real. I really hope that isn't real. It does seem like a Martin thing. It really is a good Martin thing, whether real or not. Where is it? Has he been storing it in the apartment this whole time? That's true. Has it been in the storage unit? I feel like it's been in the storage. I feel like it's got to have been somewhere contained, or Frazier would have brought this up. Either in, like, a chest or in the storage unit, or suspended from the balcony. It's just they just have like a a, a, pul- a pulley system. Yeah. Like it's up fishing time again. A complex pulley. Hey, I tried to make my own sound effect. I think <laughs> you've made me so proud. Sorry, I have a better pulley sound effect. My first note is, I mean, well, we all love Duke, so that's not strange. To say I love you, Duke. So we did meet Duke in the Dukes We Hardly yes. Knew Ye episode. Uh, Duke's the bar is closed. Yes, back involved. Duke the man is open. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his profile says. That's his VHS dating profile. Duke's the man is open. Frazier kept goodbye and good listening, and you told me yeah, that doesn't recur. I I did. You lied to me. I, surely this is the last time, though. <laughs> definitely. Every subsequent episode. It's definitely not happening That doesn't again. happen a third time. I can tell you that. No way. I'll bet my tackle box. Stuff like this when Frazier says, like, well, Dad never said he loves me to me makes me want to go back through every episode i feel like martin said that 
it is a problem with this podcast and and i just want to emphasize the only problem with this yes. podcast that when we're doing an episode it'll be like oh they, they just showed the kitchen again like i wonder how many times they've showed the kitchen but there's no easy way to like go back and yeah. without without going through every episode yeah it's like when when you realize midway through season two that you should have kept track of something yeah is, is is a rough feeling. I didn't think I would know if I will ever want to track if Martin ever said he loved Frasier, but there's, I have an instinct that he has. It probably has. In like an episode and they're just counting on you like just watching every week and not really caring. And it's tough because I keep track of an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're definitely going to get an episode of Frasier's like, I've never spent $20,000 on a car mm-hmm. because I was stalking my maid, you idiot. And we'll be like, wait a minute, Frasier. I'm so excited for the first, because there's got to be an episode at one point about Frasier, like, can't afford something or has some kind of financial hardship. And I am so excited to bring back everything he's pissed away money on. You are correct that that is an episode, and it's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. I want Martin to just bring out, like, a scroll of the chairs and the blankets and the Bora Bora and the maid cars. Well, he shouldn't have bought the scroll either. Shouldn't have bought the set of, like, (laughs) Dead Sea Scrolls. (laughs) It was a two-for-one sale, though. It's just You're just throwing money away. They went on an ice fishing trip to Lake Nomahegan. Yes. Is that real? Is that a real Washington lake? It is. Uh, I think a real lake. I, so it, it was you're kinda, hesitating. <laughs> I see weakness. Define lake. No, I, I looked it up. I did Google it, and there was some pictures labeled Nomahegan State Park, and it looked okay. like a big body of water, but it didn't say that there was a specific lake Nomahegan. Okay. And I think we can take from that that that's Lake Nomahegan. Right. And there is a Lake Nomahegan in New Jersey, but okay. they probably didn't go there. Well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know how long they drove. Great ice fishing in New Jersey. Oof. <laughs> also, they were in Canada, I think. I guess that makes. I was about to say I didn't know there was ice fishing in Washington, even though I'm sure there is. I mean. Yeah, I don't cold. know. I, I, I thought that too. I was like, man, where are they going to find ice fishing in Washington? I think they went up north. Yeah, because it, it has to be, because you have to be able to drive on the ice and like put a building on the ice. You want that thick stuff. You want that thick stuff. Two C's. <laughs> T-H-I-C-C. So my favorite thing, or one of my favorite things in Frasier, Daphne's <laughs> seemingly endless list of things that usually happen in her childhood or like adolescence that arouse her in a man that gets Niles to just do something he wouldn't do. Totally. So this one was like, I've always been aroused by a man that brings back fish. I remember my brother and his friends bringing back fish, their windswept faces, like the same brothers that looked you in the shower. Never mind, shelf that. And it gets Niles to do a weird thing. It does. And just put it on the big board, like fishing. (laughs) Put it on the big board. Arouses Daphne. So do you enjoy the things that arouse Daphne more or the stories of Daphne's family more? They usually go one and the same. They do. You, th- this time we got to hear about Daphne's aunt who used to say goodnight, Mr. Vanderpump, to a hat rack. <laughs> you named him Mr. Vanderpump. That's a good name for a hat rack. Vanderpump rules. Vanderpump rules. So Daphne's making sandwiches and Eddie's on like a bar stool. Does she put him up there? Great. I actually wrote this down, too. It's a really narrow yeah. bar stool, There's right? no way he can make that jump. If it's you make like, that jump, it's going to end badly for Eddie. And then at one point he was off it. Did he jump down? Or is she just transporting him to and from this bar stool? This is the first episode where I started to think that Eddie had mystical powers. Not the first for me. Like, he does really? have mystical powers. So what was the first That's for you? Where he summons Cthulhu the Destroyer. <laughs> Oh, right. Right now, yeah. That's he sh- runs around a little pentagram. Yeah, I should have caught that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're better at noticing details. Yeah. My note specifically says, Eddie on stool, real high and narrow, question mark. <laughs> yep. 
So just in case people are curious what my notes look like. Real high and narrow. This episode birthed two episodes I want to see. One is just Niles in an REI. Because I think this is the <laughs> second time he's come back from like essentially an REI or a Columbia with just like five grand and shit. Because mm-hmm. he just loves shopping. Loves shopping. Expensive outdoors things. I didn't realize how much I loved fishing until I realized how much shopping, shopping was, was involved. Yeah. That's such a, especially in Portland, such a type of person that really loves outdoors things just to like spend money on the nicest craziest outdoor gear for sure that that seemed a very seattle kind of yes. touch to the episode like oh, yeah. for most of the ep- for most of the episodes it doesn't really matter that it's in seattle so i like no. that they throw in that little because st- that's a very northwest person yes i'm gonna go drop ten thousand dollars the type of person that says they do it every weekend does it maybe twice a year Exactly. Niles says he's not afraid of anything after he's seen Maris's theater group perform Afternoon of a Fawn in the East Garden. That will purge fear from you. Do you know what it is? No idea. So, I, of course, I looked it up. <laughs> Afternoon of a Fawn is a ballet that was originally performed in Paris in 1912, and the plot involves a young fawn who meets several nymphs and proceeds to flirt and chase them. This actually really lines up with my D&D campaign. <laughs> Several nymphs attack. I'm a druid. <laughs> Several nymphs flirt. You can flirt as an action. Yeah? You can do a lot of things. I'm a, I'm a 20 and flirt. <laughs> that would be crazy. It'd be crazy. That would just be like a being of pure sexuality. <laughs> last episode, last week, you said that men tend to look better the more they wear. Just layer us. So Niles must look really hot. He looks great. <laughs> Honestly, I would say that Niles looks better. In all of his REI layers than like normally. He's a skinny Elmer Fudd. Frazier's losing a lot of heat through his head. He was making fun of Niles <laughs> with the hat, but you need a hat at those temperatures. Well, Frazier was making fun of a lot of things, and then, you know what? He was ill-prepared. Yeah, he wasn't so. prepared. I mean, he just ran to his room and grabbed some stuff. Like, he has warm clothes, but I don't think Frazier has Arctic outdoor gear. And definitely not hot buns. Not hot buns. That would be pleasant. <laughs> that would be very pleasant. When, I, when, when I've gone camping before, early in the season, when it's still very cold, I have friends that bring little, you know, heater. Yeah. There, there's a, a thing you can fill with, like, boiling water. And yeah. And you throw it in your sleeping bag bag and it keeps your sleeping bag nice and warm so those things make a huge difference oh i just bring a dog (laughs) just boil my dog oh no he just makes a lot of heat no boiling required huh just gotta spoon him i'm listening (laughs) the episode that i wanted was daphne's weekend alone that would have been fun to i want to see what she does at least like a dual story yeah I thought at least the post credit scene would Me be too. Daphne alone, but then it was just the guys coming home. I was really excited, like, ooh, Daphne's alone activities. She's just smoking and playing darts. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think she does alone? She definitely smokes cigarettes. Right, that's true. She doesn't get any crap for it. In like, the condo? Maybe just on the balcony. Maybe on the balcony. Because that that lingers, yep. and Frazier would know right away. I think she gets a lot of takeout, because she doesn't have to cook for everybody, so mm-hmm. that's just, you know joyous wouldn't it be funny if like when the, when everyone was away she finally got to do physical therapy <laughs> like, oh, the dog? she's like oh, i just want to do this all the time but they never let me they're always <laughs> making me do laundry and cook them food <laughs> i'm trained to do this we're gonna be stouffer's frozen entrees for wolves nice little product placement yeah, there pretty good pretty, pretty good, good they when when niles shows up with his outdoor outfit he says call me ishmael you know what that's a reference to? That is Moby Dick. It is. It's the first line in Moby Dick. I yep. didn't know that. I had to look because that up. Because Ishmael, the first mate, is the one telling the story. I'll have to take your word for ha! it. Aren't you an English teacher by no. trade? No, I'm a history teacher. Okay, that still raises concerns. <laughs> so they ended up staying at the Bed and Bass Motel. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
and I thought that was it was kind of fun. So I, I looked it up, and actually they they wanted to be a sponsor. Amazing. Let's let's do it. We got copy. Yeah, yeah. So they they sent this over. So <clears throat> our new sponsor. Okay. The Bed and Bass Motel is the number one hotel for fans of ice fishing and men who were afraid to tell their sons they love them. Each room is equipped with either a double, queen, or king bed, along with instructions of how to tell your son you love them. Every morning at the Bed and Bass, we serve a complimentary breakfast, vegan, of course, because you don't want to tell your son you love them with an empty stomach. So drive on up to Western Canada, somewhere, and just look for a Bed and Bass sign, because here, the only thing fishy is our low prices. (laughs) I like how that's what you slide in at the end. That's what they slid in at the end. Listen, I'm just reading the copy here. I, I mean, so, it I works. Mean, it's not, yeah. And please, you know, if you are in Western Canada, stay at the Bed Tell and your Bass. son you love them. And tell your son you love them. It is the end of days. Don't tell your son you hate them and stay at a competing fish-themed hotel. Yeah, I honestly just prefer Sheraton's because you don't have to tell your son you love them. It's a good point. That's a, It's a perfect hotel for people who are afraid to express their feelings and don't like fishing. I also got copy for uh, Stouffer's Frozen Entrees for Wolves. Is that right? Yeah. Bring it on. All right. Available at your local grocery store. Every restaurant Martin brings up, again, I'm hungry, always sounds so good to me because Frazier says, you got the same thing done by going to Andy's Surf and Turf. They always say it with like, uh, Martin restaurant. I'm like, God, that sounds good. Turf. Surf and turf is a treat. It's so good. <laughs> you get fish and steak. Yeah. Like, it's you have to be pretty elitist to look down on a meal that's fish and steak. And it's Frasier, and he does. And he, and he does. You get to see Frasier and Niles get drunk. That is fun. I think this is the first time we've I, seen them drunk, right? Uh, they were drinking when they were writing together. That's true. And then they stayed In up the all night. Room, yeah. At least Frasier was. He cleared out the yes. minibar. Yes. Remember Maybe. when he had the crazy mullet? Yes. It's definitely the first time we've seen all three of them drunk at once. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun, because they all take it to kind of a different place. Exactly. They were much more loose, yes. as you'd expect, and, and swapping jokes and stuff. I kind of like drunk Fraser Niles, it's fun. Martin. Is that a sentence? <laughs> I kind of like drunk Fraser Niles, Martin. Also, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I drank before the podcast. We can't just do the podcast sober. <laughs> Not again. Not again. No one likes those episodes. Do you have a southern accent before or after you drink? I can't tell from this. <laughs> I, I have. A Yankee accent when I'm sober, I'll tell you that much. It's not what you want. I thought it was funny. You know, Niles is quoting all these facts and yes. stuff, and Fraser says, you know, you quote one more fact and I'm throwing you in the Whoa. ice. And then, like, defiantly, Niles, like, quotes something. I love that. <laughs> it is the perfect, like, a way for Niles to attack someone is yes. by quoting, like, knowledge. Yes. When it was he's a not very supposed to. Brotherly thing. I like sibling that. Sibling thing. Pothole. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Pothole. Wait. Another thing I'm like, this didn't... It's the first time Niles ever peed outdoors. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that. They have been, they went camping as children. They did go camping as children. And Niles, you know, who requests Niswa salads, I could absolutely see holding it to a bathroom. But I just can't see him going almost 40 years and never being <laughs> it's a, outside. It's a long time to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're going to get a detail. And I will remember this because we will get a detail that Niles has peed outside prior to this episode and i will find the writers and i don't know (laughs) send them a scarf next episode is called dot the (laughs) eye it's about niles peeing (laughs) it's called peeing with niles niles says uh and i quote i really am king of the ninnies aren't i he is he is king of the ninnies 
Not a, not a word you hear very often. No, yeah. only in Fraser, really. Really, it's a Fraser line. It's a lot of whiskey they go through. I don't know if you were keeping track. I wasn't. I thought so they just had the one bottle. They had the one bottle that they finished between the three of them, and it wasn't like a fifth, but yeah, it was, it was, like it was little... you know, yeah. Which is which is a fair amount of whiskey for three people, but then Martin breaks out a second bottle and like chugs half of it before he tells <laughs> Fraser and Niles that he loves them. It's hard if you're not the uh, the Ben Bass. It's that hard is, to tell your son you love them. That is that is a lot of whiskey. He's a little man. He's a little man. I don't get the impression that he drinks. I mean, he has you know Valentine's he, yes, beer a lot and stuff. Drinks. I don't think he's a hard drinker. Excess, yes. So, woo. <laughs> so when are you going ice fishing with your father and brother? As soon as they say I love you. <laughs> Would you mind painting a picture? Yeah. Get out of here, Wolf. Okay. <laughs> well, the trip was originally supposed to be with Duke, as we mentioned, yes. uh, but Duke couldn't go. He said his back went out. What happened? Why does back go out? All right, boys, we're going to burn down this mini mall. We're going to show those yuppies what gentrification does to a community. All right, I'm going to lay the... Oh, oh, my back. Oh, God. Ah, oh, bring him! Ah, oh, God, bring him my phone. I need to call Martin Crane. So does <laughs> does Duke have servants? Bring me my phone. He has friends. Bring me my phone. Oh my God. <laughs> well, he's fighting gentrification. He's a complicated person. He is. Don't put him in a box. Sorry, I was, I was about to say something. I was trying to figure out if it would spoil anything. Oh, no, you're it, gonna ruin it. It would. When Duke comes back as a cyborg. When Duke comes back as a cyborg. They want to do a drinking song together. Yes. And they start singing opera and whatnot. I like that Martin got into the opera. I did too. I thought, you know, it's a fun little drunk kind of... And John Mahoney can sing, we've established. He can sing. Can David Hyde Pierce sing? I couldn't really notice because he was singing with Kelsey Grammer. Right. So we know Kelsey can sing. Yes. And we know uh, that Martin can sing. We know David can play piano. Right. And we know that Daphne is psychic. <laughs> yes. Comes together. That seems not directly connected to those three things. Yes. Piano, singer, psychic. Yeah. Ross. She can transfer the <laughs> skills. They lose their keys at an ice fishing hole. Even if a locksmith opened the car, how do you start it? Hmm. Hotwire it? Yeah. It's a good question. I feel like they would just all die. In the, like, I feel like you're driving out, out to, like, the rural ice and without a car or, like, a working cell phone. You just freeze to death and die. They were not as concerned as I would have thought. Agreed. Niles had a a, a bad toss. To yes, Frazier. that was a really bad toss. Really bad toss. Right it, when that starts, like, oh, don't throw the keys don't over throw the ice the keys. hole. Well, at first they were like, oh, we can't find the keys. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go, silly sitcom thing. And then they were like, we found the keys. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, they're not going to do that. And then it's like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah, it's like, let me t- <laughs> give me the keys. I'm like, nope. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's why I don't throw things. At the end of the episode, they bring back all the fish. Yes. And, you know, Martin caught four... Yeah, Fraser caught four. And then now it's just a little one. Right. Fraser caught fish, though. I guess. Do I they mean, all, all you do is put the rod in? Here's a question for you. I know. I know that you know a lot about ice fishing. When you're ice fishing with three people and there's one hole that you cut in the ice. Yeah. Are there three poles? Or you just put one pole in. Uh, there's three poles because you need a small triangle to lure the fish. A triangle? Yeah. Fish don't trust lines. They need triangles to trap themselves in. And they're equally spaced. Yes. Okay, it's an isosceles. Yes. Okay. Fun fact. You ready? Yep. This one's minorly fun. When Frazier's suggesting a drinking song that they sing, he says we should sing that one song from La Triviata. And Niles disagrees and says that it's actually from Rigoletto. Well, Frazier was correct. Oh. 
So Opera fights. Minor fun. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what would you rate this episode? I liked this one. I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5. I gave it a 4. I'm right yeah. there with you. I like it was a genuinely emotionally resonant episode. Had some fun things going on. They move us away from the apartment, which I always like. Yeah, I liked the fact that it was in a different setting for yeah. sure. Uh, so do you, you you like the emotional ones? I did a little bit. I oh yes, because I'm just watching it the way I'm watching it, and I'm getting a lot of like the wacky ones. I like when there's real character moments instead of just like Niles likes cool whip and Fraser likes regular whip, but Martin Martin likes just cool. It's an <laughs> off-brand dairy non-dairy whip. I know you boys wouldn't understand it, but I like that on pie. That's a manly feature. Yeah. You guys wouldn't understand the type of whipped cream that I enjoy. That's a good seasonator right there. <laughs> they fight over non-dairy creamers and whips. I think that one of the reasons that episodes like this work is because John Mahoney's a really good actor. Yes. And he can he can land those, yes. you know, those moments. He can bring those home. Exactly. However, the caveat being, and we'll get to this more in a few years... <laughs> When you get to some of the later seasons, I feel like they start relying on that a little too much. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, Martin's a good actor, and they start giving him all this stuff, and I'm like, this is just not great for the episode anymore. But at this point in the series, I do enjoy the the emotional, yeah. you know, hits occasionally. Not everyone. Yeah, it always just goes back when we have this, and I guess you never get over it, but it's like, you're in your 40s. Stop trying to get approval from your father. <laughs> the parenting is completed. Martin does say his father never told him he Makes loved him. Makes sense. Yeah, so it passes on. My father was also an emotionally distant leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode is called An Affair to Forget. Ooh. I have any prediction what that's going to be about. All right, An Affair to Forget. Fraser goes to a party, a soiree, if you will, which you should. <laughs> I will. <laughs> why, do, why do you think I won't? Of course I will. Soiree. Thrown by, a, thrown by a friend, and he speaks to several attractive women, all of which he seems to get along quite well with but then he has a little too much to drink and then in the next morning he remembers that he spent some time with one of them but can't quite remember which one mm. and has to do some wacky Fraser things to figure out exactly who he had a time with who bears his seed <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a son he can abandon <laughs> Fraser, you ever told Frederick you loved him who <laughs> oh yeah right my son yeah I forgot about that I made that up well, we appreciate uh, all you people for all you people. <laughs> we appreciate all you people for listening, all of you. And uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram or Twitter, we're there. Just search up Will and Jace of Fraser Podcast, and uh, we like responding to comments. And uh, if you have anything you want us to say on the podcast too, like things you want to point out about episodes or or something, feel free to let us know. Uh, rate and review on any podcast platform you can. Five stars is our favorite rating, except for when there's a 10-star option. Yeah. Or a 7. Or a 7. Keep it realistic. Well, 5 out of 7 I'd take. I would. Anywho, that's about all for this week, so... <clears throat> I... <clears throat> I'm done! No more.